everybody. Welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Sylvia Lovely, yeah. Jeremy Ashby. How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. We're going to looking forward to this. Yeah, tomorrow's Father's Day, so we're going to mm-hmm. uh, do the second half of the show all on barbecue with our friends from Jay Renders. Yeah. Very excited about that. We got there's a lot going on to talk about yeah. in town and Azor. Uh-huh. I should also say that Jay Renders is doing they're expanding actually mm-hmm. beyond barbecue. They're kind of known for that. Yeah. But they're doing other things like in their chef series and such. So we'll hear all about easy and all that. Yeah, we'll hear all about it. Um I know we were talking off the air, Jeremy at Azura, you're doing this <gasps> This is so exciting. You're doing a Moroccan dinner. Yeah, we have Morocco. The next chef series is Morocco, um, and we've chosen that for June 29th, so we're only a couple weeks out if you guys want to make. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Moroccan cuisine. No, I'm not, but you are. I, I am excited. Yeah, I, to me, it's it's the one it's the one cuisine that in, in central Kentucky you just don't get access to. Mm-hmm. There's no Moroccan, and it's one of my favorites. It combines african middle eastern asian it's got lots of big flavors yeah a little you know french and spanish in mm-hmm. there yeah uh, so yeah, it's a melting pot mm-hmm. and that's why i think the exact reason our customers picked this i mean oh, we wow. have a chef series every month and i think it was at the end of the french wine dinner i'm like guys what do you what do you want to eat yeah um because well, quite frankly, the, the chef series have been dictated primarily on me training my chefs, mm-hmm. the new ones, uh, on French and Italian. Like we're right, theming it's a good the, training ground. We're theming the, theming the dinners, or I'm treating them like a curriculum based on the techniques that come out of those cuisines, sure. so I can kind of implant that into them, and then a month later, I'm like, hey, now you're making the marinara or whatever, you know. Um, but they love it. So Moroccan, all those cuisines are folded into it. Um, but typically it's more of a grain kind of chicken spice kind of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, bread is a big staple in Moroccan mm-hmm. cuisine. Um, so I, I'm just going to go through the menu because there's a lot of delicious mm-hmm. things happening here, right? So we're going to do it on muse-bouche, which is um, just a little bite. And and I, I'm going to probably mess up some of the pronunciations because I'm... I don't know them very well. I mean, I know what they taste like and how to cook them. But uh, makuda is like a little potato croquette. Mm -hmm. And we're going to top that with yogurt, lemon, and a little cilantro sauce. That's just a one-bite kiss from the chefs. Then we're going to go into a nice bowl of Moroccan lentil soup. And that sounds generic, right? But this is a beautifully balanced soup of vegetables, celery, onions, carrots, uh, the fresh lentils and tomato, but then we're going to use cumin and ginger and cinnamon and ras al hanout. Those sound sp- like, you know, very Yeah, right. Those Africa. are a lot of cool different spices and flavors perfuming this soup that'll be like a bright, vibrant stew of all kinds of different colors. And on top, we'll garnish with fresh cilantro and sliced chili peppers, and then we're going to serve it with crusty bread. Is that spicy? Yeah. Is it going to be spicy? I think the pepper garnish will be, if you take a bite of raw pepper with your soup, you're going to get a little pop off of that but more on the the green chili uh-huh. spice and not you said bread what kind of bread that's a kind of a crusty bread that's typical to moroccan food and we're going to be making kind of individual loaves mm. of that so you get your own little portion because the whole idea is forget the, the spoon guys it's about dipping the bread in the soup right and kind of eating you know that's what I like and to so do. And so we're going to do it as individual uh, pieces of bread. Yes. And so typically Moroccan cuisine is eaten without utensils. That's is, right. I is, was going to tell you. Yes. I have a story about that in Las Vegas. We went, I took a group of mayors to a Moroccan restaurant in Las Vegas, and it you literally pulled meat off the chicken. Mm-hmm. It was communal. And then bread was torn apart. Of course, with the pandemic, that's probably yeah. <laughs> over, you know, mm-hmm. at least in the U.S., so, anyway, interesting. 
Yeah, it is. It definitely uh, that's a staple. Like bread served with every and crusty every meal, bread. Right? I love yeah. crusty bread. Um, so, and then okay, good. No, yeah, no, go it's ahead. okay, go guys. Ahead. It's go just because I get excited about this because yeah. it is. You know, when you think about the the confluence of flavors, you get things like raisins, prunes, olives, yeah. and it's things that you don't typically mix together in West in American yeah. cuisine. That just kind of and it's all slowly and cooked and it's, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Is chicken a staple? As opposed to say beef or something like that. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Goat would be more prominent than mm-hmm. beef. Goat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next course, guys, we're going to be doing something that would be a little, I think, traditional to the the food, like a kofta skewer. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do a duo. I'm going to do a shrimp um, skewer, and then I'm going to do a lamb kofta. Now the mm-hmm. shrimp skewer is going to be a harissa shrimp, and you guys know what that is? No. It's one of my favorites. This is. Uh, kind of a North African chili paste, harissa. It's made with red chilies and garlic and olive and some citrus juices and zests. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a red pasty sauce that will based on shrimp kebabs or skewers, right, and kind of lightly grill those off. Now, on the other side, we have um, lamb that's going to be served with uh, tremola, which are, is kind of a, another pureed sauce, a pure, okay. preserved lemon, saffron, garlic, and cilantro and olive oil, almost like a loose chimichurri. Yeah. That will pour over the lamb skewer. And these are Moroccan sauces. Yeah. That are typical of their cuisine because we were talking, we're going to be talking. Have you heard of Zalouk? No. <laughs> Zalouk. I love the sound of it. You do. Cause it's, <laughs> Could I have a helping of Zalouk? <laughs> um, it relates to baba ganoush. Yeah. So a Zalouk, I'm also serving a little pile of this under the lamb, and that's going to be a, uh, um, it's typically called a Moroccan eggplant dip. Mm-hmm. So. Imagine roasting eggplants with red pepper and lemon and garlic and chili powder and olive oil and pureeing them into just kind of a almost an eggplant hummus, mm-hmm. right? Oh. So that'll be underneath the lamb as well. That's all just one course, guys. The shrimp, the lamb, and all those sauces. So oh, a lot of fun amazing. little flavors and pops hummus. going is on a, there. Is hummus uh, native to them, or is it just a Good question. Middle the, Eastern kind Middle of Eastern, definitely. I'm sure there's got to be plenty of hummus in Morocco. Uh, just not I would imagine talked about. Yes, you know, it's proximity to the Middle East, but it also is a lot of North African. So it's right. like, you know, the best parts of, to me, like Mediterranean, Egyptian cuisine, and then, you know, African cuisine. So, yeah, I would imagine there's probably hummus there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could find Which some hummus in Morocco if you want. Probably, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably a pretty, pretty big deal, too. Yeah. Um, tagine. Mm. That's going to be probably the quintessential style of dish that moroccan cuisine encompasses like that's the hamburger to american food it's the national tagine dish. to morocco right yeah. and we're really not referring to a dish we're actually we're referring to a, a cooking pot a little tagine a little cooking vessel oh. i pulled up a picture for you so see, you can see what it looks triangular. like it looks like a little oh. kind of teepee hut almost and, like a volcano and what do you eat out of that well, the thing is, is you, you typically would, would put a protein and spices and vegetables and dried fruits and some kind of grain like couscous or rice, mm-hmm. right? And you cook it together and all those juices kind of marry up into one tagine, one mm-hmm. container full of all that flavor. Um, now, you don't have to have this little clay, clay, you know, earthenware pot, so to speak. Um, you just do want to cook things in a closed vessel, which mm-hmm. is what we're doing because I, I don't really have 60 of these little tagines to serve people in. But I did inc- incorporate a, a classic 
green olive lemon and chicken thigh tagine so it'll be kind of a braised lemon chicken thigh with green olives and that's going to sit over the moroccan couscous and what i say by moroccan couscous it's its own thing it's not the couscous you guys make at home yeah it's got lots of cool vegetables and fresh herbs and even pomegranate seeds on top so how do you eat it though that teepee so it's take the teepee top off yeah so it's it's a a clay yeah it's in they say that in in the shape of it so imagine yeah a tp is a good way to describe it the the shape of it evidently lends itself to those juices to the juices going back in and the way Mm -hmm. it's sloped helps it go back into the how clever yeah and typically served in in a bowl in morocco every family would have a, a you know in the old uh-huh. day, we'd have a tagine, uh, a tagine, but there'd be one oven in the you know in the village or in the city, and everyone would take their tagine. So it'd be real slow, wow. real low cooked. It's you know it's in some ways it's almost like a you know like a, like a French cassoulet. Where it's totally, it's yeah. Just a real big vessel you take to the town oven and you it's leave it. It's a Dutch it oven and, with a little yeah. hole on the top. Yeah, it's a volcano Dutch oven. It's, it's a volcano Dutch oven. It's a neat device. I wish I had a bunch of them. But you know, and it, are you? But you're gonna serve. I'm going to be braising the dish in just big old French rondos and pans all okay. together with a lid, and then I'll serve it on a plate. So I won't have the presentation that, piece, that, but okay. the flavor is gonna be there, and you're gonna love it, guys. Uh, last but not least, um, almond and orange cake, and that's just basically I'm gonna make a cake with ground almond flour, orange zest, cinnamon, Ooh. some cardamom. Yeah, probably. cardamom's a big, big spice. Yeah, and then you know that cake will bake, and I'll probably make kind of a finish glaze of orange and lemon and sugar and maybe some buttermilk and pour that on top yeah and let the cake soak in that and then mm. little almonds and whipped cream on top oh that sounds delicious uh cardamom what that spice is very expensive mm-hmm. it's and a pod what does it provide to a dish because i it's very floral and there's really no way if you've ever had chai tea mm. okay. i would say that's probably the most prominent flavor in chai tea uh-huh. is the cardamom and it's a very floral that's the only way i know how to describe it very floral it's like one of it those is floral yeah when you if you use too much you know it it's one of those things where it'll it's a but yeah it's very much used in in moroccan african uh middle eastern but also in tea it's a commonly liked flavor i think overall humans like cardamom yes. in small amounts it's expensive but just like a little green pot like you said like mm-hmm. a pistachio almost. almost like a yeah and i think it's related to ginger it's a, some kind of rhizome species i don't know that makes sense. But you steep it, you you know, you can mm-hmm. steep it, you can grind it, you can I mean there's a it's used all over that part of the world and in almost everything. In perfumes yeah. and foods and a lot of people use it for digestion. Mm-hmm. Like really? a medicinal. Yeah. Or like the it's so one of those spices like that, that like turmeric and is cardamom. Medicine. Yeah. yeah. So much of that kind of stuff. Man, you made my mouth water. That was a lot on Morocco, right? So, I mean, I forgot to tell people, like, if you want to come. Um, So, if you want to come, it's June 29th at 7 o'clock. Thursday night. Thursday night. That's typically when we do our chef series. The menu, $60 a person. It's going to be a feast, guys. So, imagine you're getting uh, five courses really here. So. I'm, a, I'm fascinated that that's what people said they wanted. Yeah. These are sophisticated eaters. I mean, to And I think that's what we've grown our little club to be, Show to yeah. Spark, a chef, chef series club. And guys, don't <laughs> think that it's an exclusive club. If you like food and you want to try 
fun things yeah. and explore food with the chefs. That's what, um, honestly, we're cooking and but exploring, and you guys get to eat the results. But it's sign up just early. like you thought about. Yeah, yeah. Sign up early though, because your yeah. chef series things are starting to really fill up. If you're hearing this live on the radio now, dial eight five nine two nine six one zero zero seven and get uh, get a reservation because um, they do sell out quick. There's a limited capacity. Um, Typically, we can do 60 to 70 people, and we sell those really quickly. So please give us a call. I want you to try this, and we'll announce the is next Chef a, Series at that dinner. Is there a drink that goes with Moroccan cuisine? Well, we're actually doing a Moroccan wine uh, flight or a, a pairing. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm wine. not familiar with a lot of wines from that region, so we're letting the Level 3 Sommier pick that out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I have never <laughs> – right? Are there? <laughs> uh, he hasn't told us what they are, but he's going to pick wines. And I can't wait to try them wow. because I don't know what they oh, wow. involve. Now, I mean, typically, it huh. would be a, a pulled. So in Morocco, a pulled tea would yeah. be the, the drink. because there's a, a pulled tea, yeah. So it's a tea, and you might have seen it. People do it on social media all the time, where the tea is poured from real high up. Okay. And it's, it's sort of ladled, and the uh, person serving it catches it in the cup. And it's usually a mix of cardamom and a dairy product, usually a milk or a kefir or something like that. And it's kind of pulled. It, it, it's oh, I know how to, it's 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 and it's a real dramatic process of making the like tea. Like when people's making a drink. When yeah, bartenders right. they always do yeah, that. I don't exactly. know if it matters, but yeah, they and do that's because it. it is a country that doesn't. There, it's one of the few countries in that region that is, I believe, a Muslim country, but also has alcohol. alcohol. You know, I'm looking at Moroccan wines because I'm not familiar. And they have a full spectrum. Syrah, Tempranillo, Chardonnay, white Mm -hmm. blends, red blends. I mean, looking at, you know, where it is... Uh, geographically, I'd say they produce some decent wines. Probably That's some really dry, dry climate too. Country. Sometimes, yeah. so that might starve the grapes, make them better. Yeah, interesting, fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, you know, Chef, we were talking off the air. I want to get to some hacks though, so don't let us get too long oh, okay. without doing a couple. We, of hacks. we got about five minutes left before yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah. to Jay Renders in the next half. Um, yeah. Um, what what is your advice for people? You know, you can't in the summertime you're doing baseball at night and it <laughs> takes forever and blah blah blah, and you can't do crock pots as easily because oh, it doesn't yeah. sound good. Yeah. What do you advise home cooks to do? What should they do? Oh, gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the cop out, guys, and you know it's grilling season. I really think mm-hmm. that meal planning during the summer is really easy because you always have an out that what i would do is is make vegetables and casseroles on sunday or saturday mm-hmm. okay right and then just stick to grilling out every night if whenever there's temperature grab your chicken grab your beef grab your pork throw it on the grill come in reheat some sides i i guess what i'm saying is when comparing it to say a crock pot food that's one of those long i know like drawn out mm. processes right whereas you it know doesn't sound right in the summer it, and it doesn't it doesn't feel right does it like you don't want a pot roast when it's 90 degrees no. it just seems heavy yeah right. you want summertime food exactly yeah summertime food is light and fast right so make the sides ahead of time grill the protein to right eat. and then make a nice sauce i think it's yeah. one thing that we you we can sh- probably grill like six hamburgers and eat three of them over a couple of nights or something oh, sure. you know I, I don't know because because i think that although you probably don't want to cook them so completely you would want to leave them and then finish them right well or you know and i'll tell you what i like to do is if i if i'm doing a charcoal grill because i have a few different grills if i'm doing charcoal whenever you do charcoal you have a lot you have a lot of heat right and you usually wind up not so i always use a charcoal grill on sunday to meal prep a lot oh. of stuff for the week okay and then what i'll do is you know obviously make 
bunch of protein, sear, uh, you know, Make grill a bunch of, of vegetables, asparagus, zucchini. Yeah. Yeah, grill them ahead of time. And then you got those coals. And I'll take a couple eggplants and drop them in the coals. Mm-hmm. And let them oh. so that because you can utilize the coals for cooking things, and then you can like really because they'll cool, but they'll they'll still yeah. retain heat for a while. So you can utilize your grill until it's cold. And I I, I utilize my grill until the coals are room to you know outside ambient temperature. How efficient? Yeah. You ever stuck your meat just right in mm-hmm. those burning coals? Yeah. yeah Don't do that if you use charcoal briquettes, but do do it. it tastes if, like lighter fluid. Yeah, but oh. do do it if you use whole lump charcoal, like actual. So there's two main kinds of charcoal. You got, you know, the, the charcoal briquettes. like the natural the, versus the briquettes. Yeah, natural versus the, the kind that are shaped. Those are briquettes, and they're fine. But if you're using yeah. really good. you have to put lighter fluid on. Yeah, skin. and they're, they're also made of compressed wood. Oh, so if you use real, real natural whole charcoal wood and you can cook right on it. The briquettes have their own flavor. Yeah. It's cross between lighter fuel, diesel, I don't know, whatever igniter they right, blend right. into it. I'm not poo-pooing, guys. I, I sometimes crave that lighter yeah. fluid backyard charcoal uh, hamburger. Yeah. 100%. But it's probably burnt oh, yeah. the hell on the outside. 100%. Right? Yeah. I know, but, but it's so there's good. something very it tastes like childhood. Summer, Ugh. yeah, it tastes like the garden hose, right? That with some country time lemonade. I don't right? know why, but like country, country time lemonade is one of those lemonades. I'll, I never order it, but on a barbecue when it's hot out, I want it. Yeah, because it doesn't taste like anything else. It doesn't taste like lemonade. What's your favorite kind of barbecue sauce? Oh man, just you know what? I like straight up Casey masterpiece. Oh like the wow! Basic is that a yeah. brand? Basic Casey masterpiece, absolutely. I, and I don't, why? Why does it have him? Because again, it tastes like childhood. It's sweet. It's syrupy. It's awful for you, probably. I don't. But I love it. Right. right. I love it. Yeah. So I'm um, bottled sauces. Uh, you know, that's I don't honestly. I'm going to be honest. As a chef, I don't buy many bottled sauces because I like making you my make own, them. and they're really yeah. that much better. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like salad dressing. But they, exactly. You ever found one you like out of a jar? I, I mean, really, not honestly, really. It's easy. Yeah, they all taste like xanthan gum to yeah. me, which tastes xanthan like gum. snot. <laughs> to me, barbecue sauce tastes. They like, even drizzle out like snot. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> but like Casey, uh, Casey masterpiece or uh, Sweet Baby Ray's, right? I don't know. There's just something about those. Well, they do have a extra pinch of high fructose corn sure. syrup in those, and probably some liquid smoke too. <laughs> um, honestly, I like them as well. And and I'm gonna, uh, you know, one of the industry secrets is out there. I, I'd say <laughs> the base of I don't know. I'm gonna say a lot of people's sauces sure. is probably Cattleman's, which yeah. is a major it's brand. Fun. You know, Cattleman's Reserve, and you get it yeah. by the gallon. It's super cheap. It's mass produced, but it's a good start. Like yeah. some of the best barbecues I ever had was their Carolina Gold by the gallon, and this was at a fine dining restaurant I worked at. We'd pour three gallons of that in a five gallon bucket. <laughs> add a gallon of cider vinegar, some more sugar, and some bell peppers and onions, and stir it up won awards every year like one (laughs) best sauce period in the world to me there is a something about bottled barbecue sauce that i can't like you were saying i can't recreate that it doesn't taste natural it (laughs) doesn't taste like something that's supposed but it's it's a flavor that hits you in a taste bud you don't know you had i'm not hating i just just know what i mean you don't know you (laughs) well it's like velveeta or something like that there's just a time and a place right there is a place and a time for velveeta and it's more often than not i'm telling you cheap ramen there there there's certain (laughs) foods that are i want to say chemically designed to make you want them oh yeah 
Cheetos. Exactly. Oh, you and when you eat cheap barbecue sauce, it hits you in the back of your tongue and a taste bud that you didn't know you had. Yeah. That yeah. nothing yeah. else like, activates. I got to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's your primal soul. 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right, okay. we got to take a break. See, we're going to start about barbecue sauce. Okay, well, next week we'll do that. Yes, we'll talk to, uh, speaking of barbecue, we'll talk to Jay Renders next. Josh Sweet. Brown from Jay Renders, uh, Southern Table and Kitchen. So don't go anywhere. It's uh, food news. He's going to give us the recipe for the wings. Is he? We're going to try. Back in a moment. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Food News and Choose Radio. If you haven't been out to Beaumont and haven't been to Jay Render's Barbecue, you're missing out. It's oh, an amazing yeah. place to eat. It is an amazing it's place. It's a food truck. a great patio, by the way. It's a patio. Oh. It's a speakeasy. There's so it's much everything. going on. Josh Brown is the GM of uh, Jay Render's. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for, you know, uh, Jeremy, you're very welcome, by the way. Jeremy said something off the air that I thought was interesting. You said, you were talking about things you like at Jay Render's, and you said, I like the wings. I can't do them better. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... All right, so we're talking about a chicken wing, right? There's not a whole lot of meat to work with. There's not a whole lot of stuff you can do. You can brine, you can smoke, you can dry rub, you can roast, you can fry. They're all going to relatively come out the same. Now, whether you do a brine, that can add a lot of like juiciness to it and like impart some flavor, right? But overall, having a consistent wing... Is, is magical, huh? Is magical. It's really not an easy task because yeah. they vary in size. It's not like you're cooking each wing individually and getting them out at the perfect temperature or whatever, right? So whenever I smoke, whenever I make wings, I find smoking is the best starting method for a chicken wing. And the reason why is, well, you basically are doing a low, slow smoke. So you're kind of kind of sealing the flavor, right? But after that, you're just kind of bringing up the wings slowly to temperature and keeping the juices inside. Whereas, you know, if you do the roasted method, I find whenever I pull a sheet tray of wings out of the oven, I have a big pile of juice off the tray. That oh. came from inside the chicken. And you want the juice there. Right, right. So I, I just find that if you do that smoke method with a good rub and seasoning, oh, yeah. you really don't have to do the brining. The brining is what I'll do if I roast because I lose so much water and so much yeah. flavor, right? But smoke is a flavor. It's an ingredient. So and they do it right. <laughs> they do it right. So best I can tell, they're dry rubbing them. They're smoking them perfectly. They're chilling them down. Yep. And here's the kicker. Okay. You fry them up to order, right? Yep. Prime to order. And that's where the magic comes in for me because the smoke's imparted, it's perfectly cooked, and that's where you get that crispy skin on the outside that oh, will soak up your sauce. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you're chilling them. You said that correctly. Correct. So, What's the chilling do then? It, uh, it, it sets it keeps in the, the juice? It keeps the moisture oh, yeah. in. So then Even when I kind of figured that yeah, out. Yeah, so then when you're frying it up, um, it's going to come out juicy okay. but with that crispy yeah. skin. And, and that's also that's, part of the, 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 the smoke and the fridge yeah. and all keeps the outside dry mm-hmm. because sometimes when you when i make wings at home if I, i'll par cook them and then let them dry mm-hmm. in the fridge for a day really? just because it really just sets up that skin because otherwise you get like a then a they flink. leak yeah you want the moisture to yeah. to soak back in everything that's they leak out. if you yeah. don't do that so, so try that you're gonna have better leak. results um yeah. at home but especially in a restaurant setting i mean i get excited about people that do that because also know from the cooking method, the pickup methods, what we call it, like what we do to bring it up, put it on a plate to serve it to you. When you go from cold to a fry like that, yeah. you have to stay in the fryer long enough to get the skin crispy. Yeah. Other pre-cooked items, your cooks, your chefs may, oh, it looks a little bit brown. I know it's done in the center, so let's just go ahead and serve it. 
these, since they're in the fridge, they have to come up the mm. full temperature in the fryer, so they have to be crispy on the outside, and they're going to be warm and still perfect on the inside. Oh, yeah. Who's your meat master? I mean, you uh, is that Ren? Is Ren that, the that, meat that, master? That, that's, that's Jay Render himself. That's Ren, him. Ren Everly. Yep. A man known for his oh, meat. He loves it. A, a aficionado, meat yeah. aficionado. Absolutely. I love that. Tell us about the restaurant. Tell us about all the things you got going on that we mentioned early on. You've got a food truck. You've got a speakeasy. you got a this that tell Absolutely. us all about it um we we do have our uh gwen, gwen has her hand in a, a ton of baskets that's gwen everly our and owner a talent like you can't imagine i know we're family <laughs> uh, absolutely <laughs> she and i share grandchildren that's true <laughs> uh but yeah we we're doing catering we have our food truck out every week uh we have the restaurant uh we have our event space the speakeasy um one of the things we're doing tonight is I'm doing a bachelor party with a uh, bourbon tasting. Um, and you're the bourbon steward, master. yeah, uh, guru. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully their questions are fairly simple. I can answer a little bit. So just, just uh, back it up on, on the speakeasy. That's uh, right next door. Actually, mm-hmm. conjoined to J Renders. It's a new event space, and my understanding is, you know, set up for chef series. Uh, as in specialty themed dinners you can book it for private parties in this sense i think is a great idea the 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 bourbon classes bachelor parties i mean a lot of people call and ask looking for private space we we can't offer that in a lot of ways so having something where you can call and get 15 to 40 or 50 or 60 people i think that's the magic number right now because in restaurants you can get a 15 top right Mm -hmm. but then after that you're going to if you say i got 20 you're going to be put into a private room i mean that's going to come with facility fees Mm -hmm. set menus you know to cover all the labor stuff that goes to serve you privately in this situation i think it sounds like jay renders can kind of cater to any kind of group any kind of yes we're very flexible uh you book that online through our website at uh, jrenders.com um you can info Email for the food truck, uh, info, I-N-F-O, at jrenders.com. Email Gwen. We'll get, we'll get the food truck out. What's your main website? Uh, jrenders.com. Okay. So, so they j- can find all of that on jrenders.com. Correct, yeah. yeah. Question about the bourbon, because you're talking about you know, doing right. bourbon tastings. Is there anything that's more perfectly paired with barbecue than bourbon? Because they both involve smoke. You know, they kind of get that. You get the char, you get the smoke in both. You get the mm-hmm. wood in both, and it feels like they're kind of of the same thing. And I feel like they would really go well together, right? You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to quantify the feel you're saying because there is something. Maybe it's just all southern. It's maybe it's southern. just all, yeah, yeah. all yeah. just part of who we are in our it's culture and our laid region. Back, you, and you know, have fire and wood, and you know, you, you can't have bourbon without fire and wood. And, you can't have barbecue meat. without fire and wood. And, and maybe meat. call it like primal you know? refinement yeah. because you took it the the primal aspects of charring a barrel or smoking a piece of meat, and then the refinement of all the aging yeah. and the crafting goes into a barrel and the preciseness uh-huh. of cooking a piece of meat perfectly and slicing it perfectly. It used to be no. And let me speak yeah. let me speak for women. It used to be kind of masculinity. Yeah. And now the gals are into it too. For sure. Tell mean, me about it. You know, it. Yeah. I mean it's like a good piece of barbecue, a good piece of brisket well, I, I, and I, bourbon. Most of the master distillers I that are making waves right now are women. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, it's, it's up it's and coming. It's a growing, growing population. I had to say that for, no, you yeah, know, for the well, gals. You mean you don't just go to uh, restaurants and order salads all the time? <laughs> no right? more. Right? No more. <laughs> we are liberated. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, th- I think a, a lot of it has to do with that good Southern comfort food. Um, I think it 
reminds us of our, our grandpas drinking bourbon and Sitting our grandmas porch, making yeah. potato salad right. and baked beans. Well, because barbecue is an experience. Yeah. It's not a fast food. So's bourbon, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. you have yeah, all those sides, yeah. too. That yeah. lots your typical sides. You're right. Because I know collard greens. Yeah, and, the, and they're all homemade recipes. These are all Gwen and Wren's family recipes. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're not a chain we're restaurant. We are a true mom and pop, and mom and pop came up with these recipes, and we're cooking them for you. Nice. So in terms of, uh, you know, Jay Renner's is called Jay Renner's Southern Table and Bar. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that a lot of times, you know, with the food truck and the fact that you guys do barbecue, sometimes can be pigeonholed into just barbecue. I don't really think that's the case. I know. You've really branched out. No. uh, Yeah, we, we have lots of flexibility. We have a lot of talented people working in that kitchen. So, I mean, we've done... Uh, New Orleans dinners. We've done uh, an Irish beer dinner. Uh, we've done. Uh, we're getting ready to do a Spanish wine dinner coming up. So we have flexibility there. But yeah, we have lots on our our regular menu. I mean, we have deviled eggs coming out. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a some homi- kind of beef stew that uh, a people Brun- rave about. Brunswick, Brunswick stew, stew yeah, yeah, which is a, a traditional yeah. kind of regional stew. Um, we have a homemade peach cobbler. That's Gwen's recipe that we're putting on the menu starting oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. tomorrow and it's de- delicious well our people in our, re- our our neighborhood like some peach cobbler i'll tell you that yeah. right now they do i mean you know yeah my husband there is no more southern her. dessert there is cobbler. nothing it's, just, it's like and, and that again, well it's summertime with, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 goes, yeah yeah like when you eat a meal that involves potato salad or deviled <laughs> eggs and meat barbecue you don't want anything any other ending yeah. Than peach cobbler. You know, the meat let, is a big deal. And, yeah. and like Ren, I think, like comes in early. I mean, that's a big ritual every single day at your restaurant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, is getting Ren, the meat ready. Ren's in, there, Ren's in there six, seven days a week a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got guys that he's looking after. But I, I think it's also, I mean, we talk about this being in a restaurant. Yeah. You you become family when you're in there. And, and a lot of times you're around those people a lot more than you are even around mm-hmm. your family. But that camaraderie, I think Ren and myself, like we really mm-hmm. appreciate those relationships and friendships that we have with the people that we work with and then the customers that come in. So, oh, I was going to say, Josh, you have a following. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a popular guy. Well, I've been, I've been in this neighborhood in Beaumont for... <laughs> you have been in the neighborhood. What, 15 years or <laughs> Literally. so. Literally. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so back to smoking meat. I, I mean, this isn't something that Ren just comes in in the morning and does. This has to be started mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. night before. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one that's one thing about running a barbecue restaurant I don't envy and I really respect is mm-hmm. after you're done getting your whatever handed to you on a silver platter, running through the rush on a Friday or Saturday night, like you're dead tired, uh-huh. mm-hmm. then... You know, then (laughs) you got to start smoking all the meat for the next day. Oh, my. And that's, you know, that's a process. You got to rub it. You got to, I mean, the smokers do their thing, but this is still a lot of work. There's a lot of effort involved. You have to really anticipate how much you're going to need because you can't make it on the fly. You really have to know. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that, that's one of the fun aspects. And you're also not trying to make so much over that right. you're you're losing product so correct um i mean in some things you you can do a little bit the next day but i mean you're out of brisket you're out of brisket right That's uh, it. ribs is a good example we try to smoke a certain amount of ribs but you can't it you can't take ribs no 
we smoke them daily, so we'll sell out daily, right? Because you can't take them out of the fridge and try no. it. it they it's don't not the same. It's not work. the yeah. same. Yeah, ribs are like all the minute. You got to eat them within a few hours, and I think really? that's probably the right approach. Sell, make enough can, that can you know appear, you're going to sell out. Can huh? I appear at the restaurant about 10 o'clock at night and pick up some free ribs? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> we can't let them waste. No, no. I, like, I like it when you go to a restaurant. And I know it's disappointing to some people when you go there and something's, hey, we're out of this. It means it was good. I know. And it makes you want to go oh, back to get it. makes you want it more. It also lets you know that it's not being made mass production. It didn't come out of a box. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So uh, being in the in a business like that, do you ever cook? Do you ever have to cuz <laughs> does anything ever What about you, Josh? <laughs> Tell us about you. Um well, everything I know about cooking, I learned by watching this guy over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I I get I get into the creative side of it. So, I have input on our like weekend dinner specials and our special dinners. Okay. So, cuz you know, yeah, first you know your people, people, you know wanting. what they're going to want. Yeah, and um, I like that creative aspect of it, so I, I do a lot of research and, and try to see what else is going on. Um, but, I mean, even back in the day, I had that was some of the most fun, was talking to Jeremy about, yeah. like, what dinners are we doing, you know? So uh, I do have inf- influ- influence, and uh, I voice my opinion on those. On the things can, that you mm. uh, know, because you're the liaison between the kitchen and the yeah people who come in who obviously love the place i mean every time i go by the parking lot is full so you know you're doing something right we're we're growing we're having fun tell us about the um just kind of things going on through the week if anybody's listening out there i mean i know you talked to me about doing bluegrass one night Mm -hmm. i know there's music on the weekends sure what other things are happening throughout the week that people might want to tune into so uh every mondays uh we're probably one of the only restaurants in lexington kentucky on our patio we have live bluegrass music yeah i don't know anybody's doing live music on a monday No, that is a that's smart. That's it, we're brilliant. doing it from seven to nine. It's very family friendly. We've, uh, I that's one thing I love is I see grandparents and kids, and then their kids' kids running around having a good time. So that's a great night, especially if you're wanting to get out with your family. Uh, we do our happy hour from four to seven, seven days a week. Um, that's half price draft beers, half price glasses of wine, and half price on select appetizers. Okay. So that's really popular. On Tuesday nights, we do five dollars off a half rack of ribs. Whoa. Which is a nice deal. That's not bad at all. It's probably 25% yeah. off. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Better than smoking them myself. Right. Uh, yeah, we might show up <laughs> about any night Wednesdays, after this. Wednesdays, uh, dining only, but we're doing dollar wings. Any amount, choose choose your amount on the wings on Wednesday nights. Um, and you got, you got you were telling us earlier, you got rubs, uh, wet, 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 that's a hard Wednesday, wet wings <laughs> and dry rub, right? There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, we always, I always suggest people uh, order their wings naked, which is just fried with our dry rub, and then they can try out the different sauces and find oh, okay. out what their combination is. Yeah, more mine, taste. Mine is a lot of bourbon and a little bit of hot barbecue mixed together is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then on Fridays we have uh, live music from 7.30, 10.30 every Friday and Saturday, plus our weekend dinner specials. And then uh, Sunday mornings we're doing a brunch from 
11 to 2. So, yeah, we got a lot going on pretty much every day of the week. Now, you guys don't really close in between the day like some places. So, if you guys do 11 and 2 brunch, you can still come in at 2.30 and be served, right? You just kind of switch over into dinner. Yeah, uh, you can, if you want to come in at 11 o'clock and eat a barbecue pork That's sandwich. That's menu all yeah, day, all day. Absolutely. We're but just, no brunch Sunday night. No. Okay. Br- brunch ends at 2. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay, now and you have. Just, oh, go ahead. Well, you have rubs and sauces, but you also sell those, don't you? We do. You can Tell order. Tell us about those. So uh, we've packaged our uh, all of our rubs for our brisket, our pork, and our chicken, as well as our bar- barbecue sauces are available for purchase either at so the restaurant are, or you can order from our website. And, we'll and there ship. are rubs for each of the kinds of meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. guys know about that. I don't. So there's there's things that, yeah, that. Oh yeah, go yeah. With. I mean you. Um, you're, you're going to want a different spice profile for beef versus yeah, Father's chicken. Father's Day coming up. I mean, um, it's a pretty pretty solid gift for Dad if you if you want to get him sure. something nice. Yeah, a pack of spice rubs, some sauces. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of stuff Dad. Likes, yeah, because right? Dad yeah. loves to yeah. be out back doing mm-hmm. that. Plus, if Dad's barbecuing, sometimes the better the the better sauce and rubs you have, it kind of covers up any mistakes Dad might have made now, on the grill. Talk Not to me about sauces. Would've. Talk to me about sauces. We put out a question: What kind of sauce? Somebody said they were born in Monroe County, and they like a vinegar. Yeah, based one. Yeah, that's a West and I'm and couldn't find it anywhere here. What's that mean? Is that more of an Owensboro? Owensboro tip? barbecue, yeah, and it's a wet mop, as they call it, and yeah. it's really more of just a vinegar, um, kind of a vinegar. Literally, you mop it. You have a, a mop head, and you mm-hmm. dunk it in this vinegar juice, and you slap and baste the meat as it cooks. Uh, you typically use it on mutton. You know, they use it mm-hmm. on pork, especially. There's another cut with this uh, thinly sliced blade pork loin chops off the shoulder mm-hmm. that they'll kind of flash or smoke and then hit it with that vinegar barbecue uh, as but well and that's a really distinct style guys i'm not i'm not saying i love it it's it's not my favorite style but i okay. i can definitely appreciate it but you it. can't find it here is that true no out well people it's i don't know of any vinegar barbecue in town no mm-hmm. i don't vinegar would mean it's bitter right it's mm-hmm. sour tangy it's tangy yeah and and it's it's intense it's it's an acquired taste but also have a feeling that maybe um when you're working with mutton an older lamb like that that's really gamey i think that vinegar may be Mm. used to kind of disguise some of the game sure yeah my theory what's your most popular sauce that people want um well obviously the sweet barbecue sells because it appeals to everyone. Uh, is this stuff that Jay Renders has come up with? Yeah, I mean, these, these are, are their all, own original. Yeah, these are all recipes. Our recipes okay. Yeah, uh, but our our Alabama white sauce is one that everybody kind of really? raves about a little bit. Yeah, I've had to ship it down to Florida. Wow! Like by the gallon. Which <laughs> is, is that right? Yeah, that's a mayonnaise-based sauce, right? Yeah, typically mm-hmm. it is. I mean, there's not a whole lot to a typical Alabama white. Um, but people play with it a lot. I think that's one of those sauces that can be really, really loose, whether you want to just do vinegar and mayonnaise, salt and pepper, horseradish. Uh, horseradish. Some people will, you know, put up full on ranch spices in it. Mm-hmm. Some people put on whole grain mustard. I think there's a lot of, it's like, a, yeah. it's is just that, different to have a, like a creamy barbecue sauce. I think that's what that throws sauce, people. Do you cook with it? Cause I know, you know, uh, normal, we call regular barbecue sauce. What I would think of is sweet and you can glaze and then kind of put it back on the grill and cook. Would you do that with a white sauce? I think, I, I, I think chicken is what it typically goes with. And yeah, like there's, I've seen 
videos where uh, they're dunking whole chickens in the white sauce and then smoking it yeah. with, with it on. So, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll cook with it. Yeah, that's how I want to go. I want to be smoking. There is, um, <laughs> that is my favorite way to, to grill fish. Really? Yeah, to dunk it in mayonnaise or sauce. <laughs> dunk like it? Yeah. yeah. Anything dunked in mayonnaise. It won't stick to your grill. <laughs> right? Yeah. All the mayonnaise just melts off. And oh, you're just it a just clean, leaves nice the piece flavor. of fish that doesn't stick to your grill. Uh, now, good. you're we, also doing, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. so we got to wrap up. Oh, but ch- yeah. I know it goes by fast, but check out Jay Renders in Beaumont, the speakeasy. Check them online. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow, Father's Day, brunch. So uh, spice rubs, barbecue sauce. Yeah, there you go. Everything, everything Dad wants: meat and yeah, fire. Yeah, there you go. Josh, you thanks so be much. Busy. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank Back you, in a Josh. Moment, food, news, and cheese radio.